Welcome to Tart Club. Turgid Tomes is a wanton book club where we get together every other Wednesday to eat, drink, and discuss the latest romantical read. If you happened upon this podcast and don't like the F word or boners, now's your chance to GTFO. This is your official explicit content warning. This podcast is highly inappropriate and listener discretion is advised. Okay, I haven't, I've had like one sip of booze, I swear. Okay. All right. All right. So you're going to three, two, one, then push the button. All right. Clap, clap. Okay. All right. Three. We got this. We're good. One. Okay. Um, Good as it's going to get right now. Yeah. Greetings, fellow tarts. Ashley here, your head hussy in charge. This week's book that you may or may not have read is Bridget Jones' Diary by Helen Fielding. And we have Lisa here to talk about it with us. Hi, Lisa. Hey. Tell us a little about yourself. (laughs) I am a dork, so we'll just put that out there to start. I work for a historic house museum, which I love. And for the past 10 years before that, I worked in libraries. And I'm a huge reader. I just love reading. And I'm super excited to be here. We've got a professional with us. Hardly. Oh, also, fun fact, Lisa is Danny's older sister. (laughs) That's right. That's right. You had her on already, didn't you? Yes, I did. I don't think you would have liked Midnight's. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Thanks for uh, sparing me of that one. You're welcome. Oh, man. Okay. First things first. Booze, obviously. Obviously. Lisa and I have each chosen a beverage to pair with the novel of the week. And it's Bridget Jones' Diary. So, obviously... Had to go with the Chardonnay. Whoop, whoop. I mean, she does. She does choose vodka also, but I'm not trying to die tonight. So Chardonnay's fine. You know. <laughs> Chardonnay's fine, and Grand Marnier is way too expensive. Oh so. God, yeah, no, that sounds expensive. <laughs> that sounds pricey. It does. I mean, I don't know if it is. I didn't even try to find it. I'm just like, oh, I'm good. So the Chardonnay I chose is Rebuttal. It is a California wine. And I got it from Trader Joe's. And I have to say I'm not a huge Chardonnay girl, but it's because I'm a baby. I like sugar. I like sweet wines. So, but it's pretty good. So if you guys want to get it, you know, can recommend. All right, Lisa, what'd you choose? I went to ABC Liquor because I felt like they'd have a little bit more selection than a Target. And mine I chose out of irony. It is called Unsullied, which Bridget is not. Oh, God. (laughs) On the bottle, they define it for you, just so there's no confusion. It's an adjective, and it is pure or spotlessly clean and fresh, or immaculate or impeccable. And I think Bridget might have been striving for this with her inner poise mantras. She didn't quite get there. Yes, I love it. Oh, shit. I totally forgot. Yeah, so I chose Rebuttal because, duh, Mark Darcy's a barrister. Oh, duh. That's awesome. And I will be drinking straight out of the bottle because it is Friday and I had a shit day, so. That is very Bridget. Mm -hmm. I am wearing my little uh, house robe. Oh, I love it. Very festive. Yes. um, I was like, we're just, you know, we're going to keep on theme here there you go okay and if you guys are interested in drinking along with us i will post a picture and description of those wines on the instagram ahead of time yeah yeah maybe it's that time okay what time is it time to go (laughs) so i'm gonna i want to start off with a little bit about the author helen fielding uh she's from yorkshire she started out as a journalist moved on to writing And now she also writes screenplays and she actually worked on all three screenplays for the Bridget Jones film. So that's pretty cool. It's cool. Yeah. So 
Bridget Jones is her only series, but she has a few standalone novels. Hmm. If you want to check that out, I got this information from Goodreads and they list her whole everything she's ever done on there. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I guess we're going to talk about this book. Yes. Let's. That's the other reason we're here today. Oh, like so many things in the 90s, this book did not age well at all. No. At all. No, it was awful. Uh, Short summary. Let's see what I have in my book report here. (laughs) Reading it for the class. (laughs) A spinster decides she is going to better herself and fuck everybody else but not literally and she makes a resolution to do just that so if it's the whole year since she's made the resolution and chaos ensues Mm -hmm. and it's great Mm -hmm. so what would you how would you summarize it yeah i mean i think you did it pretty well but she's just like a 30 something hot mess express that decides to make some changes and kind of get her shit together, find some love, um, all while fumbling along and stepping in it. Aren't we all? Left and right. (laughs) We all are. It's fine. We're all friends here. We are. Yes. So my favorite part, something I absolutely loved, was just the constant stream of pessimistic sarcasm (laughs) that she had going, her, her scathing inner dialogue right up my alley i was like yep i feel you Mm -hmm. she was very funny very snarky yeah it was great uh there was a scene they were at a dinner party or one of the family get-togethers and she said something like oh i thought she was gonna spit in the shaved parmesan (laughs) (laughs) i loved it what was your favorite part so i really didn't like anything about this book I mean for the so I was not a fan and I'm trying to find some little nuggets of joy in there and I hated all the characters but I will say that I did enjoy her relationship with her friends I mean they weren't the best of friends I know I know you can't see me but yeah I'm making a face (laughs) she's making faces well, if you had to rank Daniel and her mother mm. and Mark Darcy, who's barely in it, all of these people, the friends have a little bit of presence. And I like the friends because they're there for her when she desperately needs them. This girl decided on her birthday party because she didn't want to offend people or ask too much of them, which as a person with anxiety, I can relate to all of those thoughts and feelings. Oh, yeah. And decided to make this humongous meal. And her friends knew her so well. They were like, mm, no, we're going to just book a table at a restaurant and come save you from yourself, which they did. And there were some other scenes with her friends that I really liked when she lost the weight and her friends were like, you, look, you looked fine before. Now you don't look so great. Are you okay? Because you looked fine before. And I enjoyed the support that she got from her friends. I liked, I liked the friends. That's all I can say about that. No, uh spitting in the shaved parmesan or anything for you (laughs) no i mean she was funny yes the book was very funny her inner voice was was funny but that's yeah so least favorite part was so the the version i read um Mm -hmm, instead mm -hmm. of saying pounds it says stones so it's just like eight stone nine stones so i looked it up this bitch weighs around 130 pounds Mm -hmm. that is not fucking fat (laughs) So I looked that up and I probably looked it up maybe closer to the mm-hmm. end or halfway through the book. And it just hit me. I, I've seen the mm-hmm. film before when I was younger. It's It was one of my favorite films. And I ended up watching it after reading just mm-hmm. to, you know, shits and giggles. Oh my God. It's just flat out dangerous. Mm-hmm. She is not fat at all. She looks healthy. 130 pounds is not fat. Yeah. Like, what is she, two feet tall? All the, the obsession with calories and everything. I know that can probably be 
pretty triggering for some people because yeah was I'm just, pretty well, sure it was very triggering I mean even I didn't enjoy the obsession I love a good epistolary novel um you know something that's like letters or something and I enjoyed that it was written in diary format it's almost like you you just stumbled across her diary and you're like oh what's she about but the constant documenting of the weight and the calories and like you said I remember when the movie came out all the controversy around the weight and everything and I just never really fixated on it because even in the movie like you said she still looks perfectly fine you know and then but when you see that number on the page of the weight that she's at and she's trying to go lower I'm like girl what do you want to disappear like you're fine yeah that you are it's not a good thing I I agree it's not a good look no it did not hold up it could be very triggering in this time and even then yeah I don't know I just felt bad for Bridget that she felt like she needed to lose weight that she wasn't happy with herself the way that she was honestly I so when I watched the movie I was probably who even knows when that shit came out I was either late teens somewhere in my 20s Mm-hmm. And I found it so relatable because genuine, like I, I just hated myself back then, and I was the same way. Like, oh, such a fat ass! Can't believe I ate that. Da 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 da. Mm-hmm. Just the constant awful inner monologuing mm-hmm. of self hatred. It was odd because when I watched the films, I related to it on that level, so I didn't really see necessarily how problematic it was. Mm-hmm didn't even think about it it came out in the 90s did the movie come out in the 90s also i know the book did right when did when did that oh wait oh you're right i think it came out in the 2000s that's why (laughs) i watched it in the 2000s i was trying to think of when it came out i can't remember where i was or how old i was when i saw it but yeah I can't either. Listen, you hit your 30s. Oh, shit just starts flying out the back window. You you will not remember anything. No, no. I forget shit all the time. One day I asked Derek a question. Derek's my husband. And we were somewhere and I asked a question and he looked at me funny. I was like, did I already ask this? <laughs> yeah, you did twice. I was like, oh, shit. Sorry. I'm like, well, I thought I might have, but then I wasn't sure if maybe I just asked it in my head and it never came out. And then I couldn't remember if you answered what your answer was. So now I'm curious all over again. And he's like, are you okay? I'm like, I don't know. I'm in my thirties. Who could tell? Got a whole separate reality going on in my head. I'm having conversations with myself. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Telling. Speaking of diaries, did you have a diary when you were younger? Oh, I tried lots of times. I probably have a pile of diaries underneath my guest bed that probably have like one or two pages in them and that's it. I never could keep up with it. Sitting down for even five to 10 minutes to write and recap something. It's hard. And now I've become lazy because Facebook just reminds me every morning of what I did seven years ago. So why bother? (laughs) Um, If Facebook ever goes away, I'm screwed. I will not remember my life. I mean, Facebook is is essentially a digital diary. It is in a way. And Instagram as well. I mean, to me, it's just another way to log Mm -hmm. what I have. And I felt I liked the diary format, but I do feel like at some points it was a little unrealistic. Because there were certain dates that she's like 8.05, blah, 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 8.30, blah, 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 8.45. And it's like, (laughs) is she just, is it open on a table? And she's like, just like, oh, I stirred the spaghetti. Let me go write that down. Oh, someone's at the door. Excuse me. I'll let you in in a minute. I just got to write that down in my diary. I mean, who does that? Walking to answer door. Who the (laughs) fuck is it? (laughs) But what about you? Diary? Journal? Oh, God, no. My mom would have <laughs> busted that shit wide open. She would have been all up in it. Not that I ever did anything. I was yeah pretty boring as a child. <laughs> I didn't do anything. You know, I had a lot of feelings, yeah. but I just kept them to myself. Yeah, no, definitely not. I thought about it sometimes, but there was... Mm. Just- there was no privacy. I knew there would be no privacy. Yeah. There was just no point. What about um, as an adult, would you keep a diary? And would you do that now? Like do a year of diary journaling and keep track of your life? 
Listen, I can't even keep up with a daily planner. <laughs> so that's a no. <laughs> my friend got me one for my birthday for this year. Mm-hmm. And for about two weeks on it. Yeah, because it had it's it's got all this cool stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Um, You can track how much you exercised, what you ate plans for the day goals for the month it's it's you can track your whole life in it but I used it for like two weeks and then it just fell off but I'll I'll go I do that though I'll go back periodically if I get a bug up my ass oh you know what I'm feeling productive I'm gonna get back on that daily planner train yeah. and stick with it and then a week later it's the same thing <laughs> I make tons of lists. I I I love making a list. I make lists of my lists, but they're always on these sticky notes. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's sticky notes all over the place at random. And then you, I just pick them up. I'm like, what the fuck does this mean? I take a huge tote to work every day. And once a month, I have to go through it and pull out all these little slips of paper. Some of them are deducting things from my balance in my account to see how much money I can spend at Target. Some of them are grocery (laughs) shopping lists. Some of them are like if we're going somewhere, it's a packing list. And they're all just folded up and chucked in there. And so I'm like, oh, all right, done with all of these. And then I have to throw them all away. So I all these lists, like books I want to read or whatever, websites to check out. Just like tiny little lists everywhere. I have to throw them away every month. Yeah. And I feel bad. I feel it's wasteful. But okay. Ashley has removed one headphone and is staring around her room with an eyebrow raised. Her brow is furring. Oh, you know what? I bet it was one of those fart mobiles that people like to drive around here. They get their little souped up Hondas. Oh. And they they just, they just sound like a fart everywhere they go. You're not cool. Why would you do that? It sounds terrible. Not cool, guys. Stop doing it. You sound very flatulent. Once I found out that was an intentional thing people did, some people, I know there are some cars where you just, you can't help it, but like intentionally you can make your car sound. I was like, why? Why? You sound like a fart rolling down the road. So Mm -hmm. have fun with that. I think, yeah, I think that's what it was. (laughs) At least, at least my apartment isn't haunted. Mm -hmm. I mean, the last one was, but we know of. (laughs) Well, that's a tale for another time, girl. Oh, yeah. We're gonna have to read like a gothic horror romance and then we can dive into that. Ooh, I think Danny and I were talking about uh, Meg Cabot that did the Princess Diaries. Yeah, I saw her at a library. Oh my God, really? Yeah, yeah, she went to, she came to a library. And did a talk, and I I think I got a book signed for Danny. I have a book signed by her. That's so cool. And um, I've read, she has this other series, Queen of Babel. I read one of those, and then she wrote this um, Greek god type YA thing. And I read the first one. It was okay. Heather read all of them because Heather will read all the books in a series. She has yes. dedication. I do not. But I've read a couple of her books. Okay. Danny and I read the Mediator series. Oh, I haven't read that one. Is it good? Yeah, it's YA and it's kind of um, ghost whispery. Ooh, okay. So it's it's really good. We loved that series when we were younger. So we... We read Midnight Sun, and while we were covering it, we were talking about how we should dive back into our young adult nostalgia. Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. We might end up covering uh, the first book in the Mediator series. So that's. Are you going to do like a side podcast of like, <laughs> does it still sit well with you? Have everyone, because I mean, Danny and I are just going to have a separate podcast where we read all of the stuff we read when we were teenagers and we're going to reread it now and decide how we feel about it. (laughs) I love that. I'll reread something for you because some of that stuff I, I've gone back and read a few things like, right. What did I like about this? Like, what was I thinking? You weren't, you weren't thinking. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. All right. Okay. Back to bridge. 
Bridge. We've hit the what the fuck moment part of the book report. <clears throat> what the fuck is wrong with Bridget's mother? Everything. Everything. I am concerned. This bitch. So when I read, I use voice memos as notes. So instead of wasting paper, like losing it, I just keep it on my phone. And once once a thought pops in my head, I'll just make a voice memo of it. I literally had three or four that were just Bridget's mom. Fuck this bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. I just can't understand why the author did this. Like, you're having a crisis. You feel unappreciated. You want to explore other avenues. You want to get a sense of self and identity. Fine. That's fine. I'm on board. I'm on board until Bridget's dad calls Bridget and goes, are you alone? Are you sitting down? Your mom's a fucking criminal. She's wanted for fraud or whatever. Her and Julio are on the lamb. And I'm like, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> what the fuck just happened? She was so in her wild oats, having a second life. Now she's a prisoner, like a criminal? Wh- why? I don't understand. That was my moment of just like, the fuck? Helen, I was on board with everything till this point. Why'd you do that? Now, her mom going off and just rediscovering herself and her sexuality and her older age. That's awesome. Yeah. What's not awesome is that, bitch, you're married. Yeah. You should probably get divorced before you want to go and do that. I feel so bad for the dad. And she fucking hustled all her friends into giving her money. Like, you got, you might have to see these, like, hustle people you don't know. You're going to hustle everybody you know? No. Nah. You're going to have no one after this. Like, what? That bitch tries to act like nothing happened. <laughs> like, some psycho-ass Stepford robot. She's like, oh, oh no, bitch. I would have had a wwe style smackdown i would have hit that bitch with a folded up chair mm. if she did that to me but i don't know oh. they're british it's different they're british <laughs> yeah so darcy went out on a line got her brought her back everyone was all normal again it's like oh she just had a made a bad choice but things are fine now and then julio shows up buster winner's like oh Julia's back. Oh my gosh. She's like, did you not just learn your lesson? Like these people did everything for you and you're just ready to run off with him a second time. It's like, what's wrong with you? I'm going to tell you right now what's wrong with her. <laughs> okay. What is it? Dick. Uh, really? You think Julio's got a, a ding dong worthy of a... He, he's got the magic stick. Must be. Mm-mm. It, uh, uh. Mm-mm. They, I just... Oh. But you had actually mentioned... Because I didn't pick up on, she mentioned this off, you know, we we weren't recording it, of course. So you had mentioned. Oh, before we got started. Um, yeah. The parallels between Pride, the original Pride and Prejudice and Bridget Jones and how her mom right. stands for Kitty. Oh, it was Lydia. Fucking Lydia. Lydia. No, it's Lydia. Lydia is the worst. K- Kitty was a mess, but Lydia was, wasn't it Lydia? I think so. See, see, this is this is a thirty-year-old memory. We can't. <laughs> Can I hold on? I'm oh, busting out my oh. tiny computer. She's Please getting hold. the googs. Ah, uh, Lydia. But I didn't even. I didn't even think about that. Obviously, Mr. Darcy, Mr. Darcy, ha ha ha. But I didn't even put that together. But you're right. Right. So I don't know if I had heard this in the past. And again, that 30 year old memory, (laughs) but, or if I had just made this, I don't know, but, and maybe it's because of the Darcy and having the other wily guy in comparison, but I felt like it was either written with the intention of paralleling Pride and Prejudice, or if it just happened to have some similar tropes, but I read, um, Her mom going off with this other guy and then Darcy having to go out there. Well, he didn't have to, but he volunteered to go out there and save her mother from scandal and return her to the family and get back into Bridget's good graces because she really wasn't super 
on board with him. They didn't, they were, they still weren't super fond of each other at the time. Like she wasn't fond of him. Mm -hmm. And to me, that read very much like when Elizabeth is off with her aunt and uncle and they're touring the country and they get the letter that Lydia has run off with Wickham and Darcy is there because of course they had gone to his place and he showed up and he's like, he takes off. He's the one that paid Wickham off and made them get married and restored honor to the family. And that kind of made Elizabeth Bennett be like, oh, maybe you're not so bad after all. Which he was never bad. He's just kind of a dick, but he has good intentions. He's just really socially awkward. He is. And that's fine. Like, it's cool. We all have our things. I felt like that was the same situation. I tied it to that Pride and Prejudice moment. Yeah, I wanted to bring that up because I realized we we didn't oh yeah um cover it, but that's a really good point. I did not pick up I don't know why. <laughs> I just it just whoop right over my head, didn't even catch it. Did I skip your least favorite part? I think so, but that's okay. It's fine. My feelings aren't that hurt. I don't think anyone's really missing anything. I think I got <laughs> I think I got confused because you said you didn't really like anything about the book. So you're like, oh, there's nothing left to cover because she hated it all. So she hates the whole book. It's fine. <laughs> so what, I think it starts with a D. D, a big old D. <laughs> I literally, from the minute Daniel is written onto the page and his smarmy, disgusting little messages to her Ugh. and implications about the skirt. Like, I'm sorry, HR, that's harassment. Like, Girl, call that shit in. Oh, he's just gross. He doesn't even ever, there's never a moment where I'm like, okay, maybe he's not so bad. No, that bitch is bad. (laughs) There's nothing good about him. Oh, he's disgusting. So. Listen, someone in HR was shitting themselves. (laughs) (laughs) They're just like, oh my God. (laughs) Yeah, I, um, speaking of Daniel, red flags. Big old red flag. Daniel just is a red flag. He straight up just anytime they're out anywhere they go. Oh, slept with her, slept with her, Ugh. slept with that one too. Look at her tits. Oh my God. I know. And then the women's attitude towards him mm-hmm. are not very um positive. No. So that should have been that's just hello i'm a red flag flapping in the wind and my heart just broke for bridget because i mean i could relate so we talk a little bit about parts of her are relatable Mm -hmm. and i think if i had read this in a different time in my life i would have found her even more relatable Mm -hmm. but i i can relate to a younger version of myself to her with just chasing after that guy that's just wrong and deep down in your gut you know it but you just can't quite stop yourself from just being (laughs) this pathetic like oh my gosh desperate just desperate for someone to like you so you're like he'll do let me just compromise everything I believe in and stand for and let him just take total advantage of me because he's paying attention to me and it's like Mm, girl you're better than that come on the dick will destroy your (laughs) life it's not worth it it's not worth it most of the time but was it really that good right she gave us nothing to go on i had to i was listening to this audio book yeah i just you're right It, it is i said it before you just said it it Bridget is so relatable mm-hmm. to me in my early 20s mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because when you're at that age women are essentially you get you will get this it's they aren't doing it on purpose but this is something I dealt with you know your family when are you gonna have kids when are you gonna get married do you have a boyfriend how's your love life all of that started in my early to mid 20s mm-hmm. from my family just from older people in general, like at my jobs. Oh, are you married? No, I'm 21. I'm out getting drunk every night. <laughs> yeah. It's so relatable to that part of your life. Also, because you're essentially made to believe that you 
do not have value unless it relates to how much a man finds you attractive, mm-hmm. how desirable you are. And that's something that's just kind of, unfortunately, it's just kind of drilled into you a lot by that point in your life. Mm-hmm. Babies, husbands, boyfriends, kids. And then in the media, women are constantly getting pitted against each other. They just make it seem like it's a giant competition with any other female. And it's just this nasty, negative, really unhealthy mentality. And Mm -hmm. because we don't know any better when we're younger, we don't know any better. I mean, it's different now. There's a lot of body positivity and that is so great. Yeah. We didn't really have that when we were that age. So... (laughs) us old ladies <laughs> god well and i think people are getting better about accepting that people not everybody's gonna follow this very traditional cookie cutter path and that's okay mm-hmm. that there are all these different avenues and families can look like so many different things and you know and i try to have a little bit of grace and sort of redirect conversations and I think sometimes people are also just trying to make conversation I had somebody today ask me on um oh my god but it's okay this I was leading a bike tour and this guy was riding beside me and we're just making conversation I mean it's an 11 mile bike ride and you gotta fill in the time and we're just chatting, get to know each other and talking about all different sorts of stuff. And I was talking about my husband and, you know, he just sort of asked, like, do you and your husband, are children in the plans for you guys? And I was like, no, they're not. We're perfectly content with it just being the two of us. And he's like, oh, okay. And then we moved on. And it wasn't this like, oh, why not? Or like, oh, children are such a gift. They are. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people, that's great. For me, it's not. But I appreciated that he was doing it just in the realm of making conversation and then moved on. Didn't offer an opinion or anything like that. We just, the conversation moved on. He's like, oh, that's just not an avenue to go down. Let's try another one. Yeah. Do you travel? You know, it's just a small talk topic. So I think it's getting a little better. And and I don't feel like people harass me about it or give me, I mean, occasionally you run into people and you just. Yeah. I've had people come into my job. I'm so sorry. Are you married? Do you have kids? No. Why not? Because I have cat. (laughs) (laughs) Duh. The fuck you mean? Why not? You don't know me like that. Don't be yeah, Don't be interrogating mm-hmm. my entire life mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, it it's just so gross. Yeah, women are not just here to be broodmares. Hmm. We're allowed to have lives. We're allowed to have careers. Heck yeah, we are. Oh God, did Danny tell you this is a few years back? We were going to some event and we had this older gentleman as our uber driver mm-hmm. he was talking about his favorite dog oh yeah you know my first one was my favorite and da, da, da. the only thing wrong with her is she wouldn't have puppies How dare she <laughs> it, it was something like that oh the only thing that was wrong with her is she wouldn't breed and oh my god poor dog danny and i are just in the back just giving each other the big what the fuck eyes, just trying not to laugh. Mm-hmm. But as soon as we get out of the car, we're like, well, that's what's wrong with us. We just won't breed. <laughs> <laughs> How dare we? I always think about that when this conversation comes up. It just, oh God, it makes me laugh every time. So fucking awkward. There's so much wrong with you because you won't breed. What the fuck, man? How do you look at yourself in the mirror? Listen, do we need to talk about parents? My mother. Okay, so for your listeners, um, my mom apparently wanted nothing more in this life after being a mother than to be a grandmother. That was like life goals. Become a mom. Check. Harass your children to give you grandchildren. (laughs) Dot, dot, dot. When can I fill in this box? I'll just buy toys and dollhouses and secret Santa keys, hoping I can someday fill in this box. I love my mother. She was an amazing woman, one of my best friends. But we had a lot of 
arguments between the two of us, especially once she realized that I had kind of made a decision that I did not want to have children. I think she felt betrayed. I think she felt very disappointed. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I was told that I was selfish and I owed it to her. And I'm not trying to knock my mom. No. Because she's an amazing person, but her... She's a little Ill, misguided in some of the things that she wanted and she felt like she deserved. <laughs> I don't remember signing a contract as I slid out the JJ saying, I solemnly agree in 25 years to return this favor to you. No dotted line was signed. Mm-mm. I can't tell you how many times the same thing came up, which also your mom literally the nicest person I've ever met in my life so nice so don't go thinking don't go thinking she's like some awful yes tag like she's not she's amazing she's a very nice person so yes please don't hate on my mom (laughs) no I can because she's my mom yeah it's different (laughs) (laughs) my heart breaks for people that really desperately want to be parents and they can't. And, you know, I recognize that that is a real thing and that is a really hard thing to work through. And that in vitro takes a lot out of your body and it's expensive and there's all these processes. And I don't want to lightly just be like, oh, I probably have these perfectly good eggs, but I'm just not going to do it. Like everyone has to do what's right for them. And it's, yeah. And I don't want to sit here and even go, well, it must be nice for you to say like, you could have them, but you don't want to where I'm, I'm struggling. And, and I, that's not yeah, what I mean at all. And, no, 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 no. You know, I understand that that can be a very hard thing, but just for me and my, my life and my situation and my relationship with my husband, we talked about it together and we, we decided that that wasn't the path that we wanted to take. And, you know, we both work in the educational field and we give back to so many other people's children and are involved in that way and in our community and, and, and do things. And, and that's our contribution to society and to our community and to the future leaders of this country. You know, we don't have to make one of our own, but we can help nurture the others that are out there. Exactly. Mm -hmm. There's that. Yeah. That took a hard left. Opened up that little <laughs> can of worms. We dug that one out from the deep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that had to dig deep for that one. Shovel's got a little dirt on it, but did it's okay. Well, this book. One thing that I like about it, even though it does not hold up, mm-hmm. it does provide a lot of different topics to discuss that are especially still relevant today. And maybe in a different way, you know? Yeah. So, like, fat shaming and societal pressures on women and sexual harassment, all of these things. Like, that was written in 96. And I believe part of it was written from, like, personal experiences. So, a lot of those topics are still, all these years later, being talked about. Like, we've grown you know, we're not there yet. Yeah, obviously it's changed a bit, yes. but we're not, yeah, we're not 100% no. on track just yet. Just yet. But it, at least there has been some improvement. Yes. And I'm always happy for the younger, for the younger girls now with all this body positivity and everything going around now. Yes. Sometimes I just sit there and it's just, thank God they need it. Because we were essentially taught to hate ourselves. I think of how much energy I spent hating myself that I could have channeled into other things, you know? Yeah. Instead of just sitting around being sad, I don't look like what I think I'm supposed to look like and clothes don't look like they're supposed to on me. And this, so I go to therapy, I've been in therapy for a while and, you know, just working on on the inner voices in my head and the conversations that I have with myself because I've been for, you know, the last 25 or so years of my life, just negative. I don't talk to myself like my best friend would talk to me or how I would talk to my best friend. I talk to myself like 
how an evil monster would talk to somebody. (laughs) You're a piece of shit. Basically. And it's just really hard to retrain your brain to talk to yourself differently. It's a struggle. All right, pause real quick because I'm going to open this cam. Okay. (laughs) That's an interesting wine bottle. (laughs) I didn't know that they sounded like that when the cork comes out. What's on your cup? Is that a pineapple? Um, again, with the memory, I have absolutely no clue who gave this to me. It was me and my feelings are hurt. Was it you? No. Okay. I don't know. (laughs) I can't remember. I didn't even know this was in the cabinet. It was, it was kind of pushed to the back. I ran out of thermoses. So I, I saw it in the back. I was like, oh, huh. Pull it out. What is this? Oh, this is cute. Where did I get this at? I know I didn't buy it myself. Someone out there. Someone's going to, if you got Ashley a pineapple tumbler thingy, comment and leave it in the comments below. Thank you. from. <laughs> thank you from the bottom of my heart. Oh. It's it's really nice. It's a swig. They're real swanky. All right. We, we veered way off topic here. We got to get, okay, let's get back on track. All right. We're doing good so far. It's only been an hour. We're under one right now. Yes. So. Yes. Okay. So what's. The next question. Is there something to be learned from this book that applies to daily life? I think we covered that pretty much. Self, love yourself. Don't date a douchebag. Fucking love yourself. Listen to your friends. Listen to your friends. Don't date a douchebag. No matter what size you are, no matter what you look like, you're fucking beautiful. You're a goddess. Don't take shit from no one. You know, you spend so much time hating yourself and trying to get to a certain weight and it just, it doesn't matter as long as you are healthy. It does not matter. Mm -hmm. All right. What's next? Spicy. The spicy snippet. I got nothing. You came out of the gate with your spicy snippet. You're like, yeah, I didn't really like anything about this book. (laughs) Spicy. (laughs) Basically, this spice is not nice. I hated this (laughs) fucking book. That's all I got for you, folks. Don't read it. I mean, read it if you want to be triggered and be taken back to your 20s because that's what this will do to you. Because yeah. like now in my 30s, Ugh. yeah, I feel like I and not everybody is not a, this, you know, different people, different places in their life. But for me, this is like each their own along the same lines as like reading the Hobbit. And there's a couple other I feel like if you don't read this book at a time that you're going through these things in your life, it's so hard to relate to it. I think if I had read this when I was 25, I'd be like, Oh my god, this is so me. One of us, one of us, one of us. Right. But now I'm just like, Oh, this Bless this poor angel baby soul. You just want to shake her. Like you want to shake your younger self. And be like, oh my God, listen to me. I'll get you out of this. I'll fix all your problems. I know better. I will help you. I've been there. Here's what not to do. So yeah, I just, I hated it. What's your spicy snippet? It's not as spicy, but I watched the movie first years ago mm-hmm. and I've watched it a few times. I never read the book. This was my first time reading the book. My spicy snippet is that where that was a burp. Sorry. <laughs> I'm trying not to burp directly into the microphone. Too real, too fresh. All right. Anyways, spicy snippet. Go. The there literally was no relationship buildup between Darcy and Bridget at all. It was really weird. Like Pride and Fucking Prejudice. Don't get me wrong. I really, I like. Of course, we're all rooting. For Darcy, but because I watched the movie first, they had actually fleshed it out way more in the film. Mm-hmm. And usually it's the opposite. Usually the films are right. skimming off all kinds of shit and you read the book and it's just your mind's blown because there's so much more context. Right. Where was the, where was it? It's not super spicy. It's, yeah. Was this her first book that she had ever written? Uh, actually, I want to say there was one before it. Because it really does leave a lot of lacking. Like, there's not, like, there's some parts that are really fleshed out. Then there's some stuff that's not, you know, like, her relationship with him, for them to have gotten to as far as they did by the end of this, it seemed unrealistic. Mm. It was just too, too intense. But yeah, it just goes from zero to 
isn't it obvious no like he loves her what no i miss that no it's not obvious when did this happen i'd like to know (laughs) god but yeah so that's that's that let's get into our speed round all right you ready all right speed 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 okay wait why did i do (laughs) well he speeds through the air slinging webs god i should i would oh god i'm doing rocky like i'm on a speed bag like the rocky theme but <laughs> spider-man came out so this all right cool <laughs> well the rocky song's like dun 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 yes you just got your like chords mixed up right is that what music is i'm not even drunk guys this is so sad okay <laughs> just a day in the life all right who would you want to be besties with thomas I liked Thomas. Yes. He was the favorite of the friend group. I just loved him. He was very supportive and hilarious. He was. And I don't know. I feel like I could confide anything in him. He'd be like, okay, it wouldn't phase him. He'd still love me. If I had some crazy, like, we're going to go stalk this guy. Okay. Like, he'd just be there. To do any of it, I 100% would want to be besties with Thomas. He was my favorite. Good choice. Good choice. What about you? I like it. I'm going to go with Bridget, if nothing else, just to tell her she it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> to weigh 130 pounds, you know, just to help her out. It's just, she's just like this, this precious... This is precious soul. Project. And you I just can't I just feel so bad for her sometimes. But you know, she's also hilarious. And mm-hmm. I can't help it. I have friends like this in real life. Um mm-hmm. but I just think Bridget would be not it's like, oh, it's not like a pity friendship. I don't wanna fix her. That's not you know, of course, yes, I wanna mm-hmm. I wanna support her, I wanna give her a boost, but really I just think she'd be a fucking blast to hang out with yeah first of all she dresses like a fucking bunny for this tarts and like tarts and vickers okay first of all what the fuck is the tarts and vickers party never heard of it before sounds so inappropriate don't they have to like these parties and well i guess it's just halloween honestly you know the trope all women dress like sluts on halloween (laughs) yes i guess so but like i love that she just she showed up, she's like, all right, and she just owned it, and just, you know, like, I would have been like, oh my god, gotta go. I would have, A, either locked myself in a bathroom with a bottle of something, and just ugly cried and got piss-ass drunk and passed out until everybody left and then drive my sorry ass home, or I would have just been like, no, bye. But then she puts on some fucking moo-moo-type, floral, whatever, whatever that... And she put it on over the bunny costume. She's a trooper. She just rolls with it. I think I just would have died right there. (laughs) (laughs) Right on the spot. Like, ah, shit. Oh. I'm out. Peace. (laughs) Rest in peace, Ashley. Bye. All right, it's the big one. This was it. This is the one. I'm done. Oh, my gosh. She would be a good friend to have. Who would you like to throw punch? Daniel. Daniel, 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 Daniel. I don't understand what she sees in him. He's really not great. Yeah, I guess he's cute. Supposedly he's a sex god, but we don't have the deets or proof on that. No, because this bitch cannot write a sex scene. It's like you're in this box and the only way out is to write a sex scene. That bitch is going to be in the box forever. She's going to put, he was a sex god. The end. That's her sex time that Bridget and Daniel had sex. I was on my bicycle and I was listening. And all of a sudden I hear, I am in sex cloud nine heaven or whatever the fuck Bridget's revelation was. It's like, wait, did you have sex? (laughs) Hold on. I don't even remember him showing up. Rewind, rewind, rewind. And then it's just like Daniel knocks on door next morning. I am in sex heaven. What? There's not even a kissing or an advancement or like a nipple piercing through like something nothing no just just garbage and sexual harassment that's all we get from daniel Ugh, i fucking hate him he's literally the worst no he's not great i would throw punch him 
Dick punch him. All the punching. Oh, I don't get it. I don't know what she sees in him. I really don't. Mm-mm. Nothing about him is good. Is that your throat punch too, or do you have another? So I wouldn't usually go go around doing this to old ladies, but I want to punch Bridget's mom in the throat so hard. She deserves it. <laughs> that bitch. That's justified. Oh, she made me so mad. Like I said, I, I had three or four voice memos that are essentially, fuck this bitch. <laughs> awful that's crazy because mm-hmm. you watch the movies and they actually redeem her character a bit i love i wonder because you said that helen fielding was part of the screenwriting for all of the movies yeah i wonder if she was involved in changing the story because she realized i think she was or maybe just budget wise they couldn't yeah fit in all that storyline but i so loved the movie version of her parents better because in in the book and in the movie like yes it just came across how much he her dad loved her mom and he was so very blindsided and i think if she had just communicated how she felt he would have moved mountains to make her feel better like i don't think he realized his actions were causing her to feel so unappreciated and that he would have done whatever it would have taken to make her feel appreciated. And so I very much prefer the the movie version of the mom. Yeah, absolutely. But book version of the mom. She's awful. You're getting punched in the throat. <laughs> she deserves Julio at this point. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> All right, who would you want on your side? Speaking of throat punching, who do you want on your side in a fight? Perpetua. She's a sneaky bitch. She got in there. She did. She put Daniel in his place. Oh, yeah. She's one of those people. She's like a kind of a bitch. Yeah. To everyone. She has no allegiances. (laughs) She sees all. And when she really thinks somebody's really in the wrong, she'll step in. And she steps in with like some jabs, man. She's just like, I know all your shit and now I'm just going to drop it on you. She's someone to have in your corner. I do think Perpetua is a good person to have on your team. Agreed. Perpetua, don't play. Yeah, no, she doesn't. Don't cross that bitch. Because she didn't really love Bridget. I mean, she had no friendship loyalty, but when it came down to like the whole Bridget and Daniel thing. Right and wrong, pretty much. She put Daniel in his place, so I'd, I'd have her. I'm thinking Sharon. Dazzer. Okay, okay. Shazzer. The first time she called her that, I was like, is this another friend? I was like, wait a minute. Me too. (laughs) Who is this? It took me a bit. She's like, oh, Shazzer. I got really confused Mm -hmm. thinking, wait, wasn't Sharon with them? Is there a new person now? No, it's Sharon. Sharon is Shazzer. Shazzer is Sharon. (laughs) But she's the only one that has a nickname, right? The other ones. I don't think... The others have any of that. No, just Sharon. She's special. I feel like with Sharon slash Shazer on my side, there would just be a verbal evisceration of such magnitude <laughs> that it would never even have to get there. There would be no punching. Yeah. Unless it was Bridget's mom fucker. But I loved her. She was hilarious. She told it like it was. Mm-hmm. She is not afraid to hold back. She's ready to go. That'd be a good person to have your back. That's a good choice. So usually <laughs> I would ask uh-huh. who would you cast for these characters, but you cannot recast these characters. No. And first of all, before we even dive into this, let us talk about the fact that she wrote this book. Yeah. And this is so amazing to me that an author named two real life actors in their novel who later went on to play the leading roles in the movie version of said novel. Like she mentions Hugh Grant and his whole issue with prostitution. Mm. And that bitch still showed up to work like, yeah, I'll do it. All right. Yeah. I'll play the smarmy guy I am in real life. I'm sure he's better now and he's redeemed himself. I don't know. I don't follow his life. Don't quote me on any of this. Like (laughs) I hope he has redeemed himself. Also, there's many sides to a story and the truth lies somewhere in the middle so we don't know everything that happened so not only did she mention Hugh Grant within this novel 
She also mentions Colin Firth in his role as as Mr. Darcy. Darcy in the movie version of Pride and Prejudice, ladies and gentlemen. Dun, dun, dun. I had no idea to expect it. So when I read both those snippets, I didn't either. It was hilarious. I had no idea that she had written them, both of those actors, into her novel. I just thought maybe they asked those actors to be in the movie. and yeah. But no, it was like a, what is that called? A prophecy. Yeah. She wrote a prophecy. These men will be in my movie and play the role. I wonder if she was doing any kind of screenwriting at that point, maybe. And she was like, oh, let me. Like she was already there and had connections because how does that happen that's a badass bitch right there that's like i'm gonna i'm gonna write this book i'm just gonna drop a couple celebrity names in there and then maybe it'll get picked up as a movie and those people will play those people i bow down you are a god how do you do that i don't know it was amazing so there there is no recasting renee zellweger is perfect you can't She's perfect. The friends are cast perfectly. Mooning Myrtle. Oh my god, I know. <laughs> the parents are cast perfectly. There's not a single role I would change. They they did such a fantastic job. I can't wait to read a book with you and cover it that doesn't have a movie so that we can cast. But yes. And you know, sometimes you can recast. Sometimes people aren't cast accurately, but honestly, if you changed any of those actors or actresses out it wouldn't work it wouldn't no they did amazing so we talked all that shit how many phallic symbols would you rate this book one (laughs) i mean and that's a stress i really hated this book damn girl don't hold back let it just let it loose i I don't think I read it at the right time in my life. The Hot Mess Express train pulls into the final station in your late 20s. I just, I mean, I can't. I did not connect as much and I found the parts where I was connecting with the main character to be sort of triggering. So one. One what? One. One what? what? Can I, ooh, can I ask a friend? <laughs> this isn't who wants to be a millionaire. Um, Claire's. She does have tiramisu and tiramisu has lady fingers in it. So I'm going to ask my friend. Oh my God. This is your Halloween version. All right. Okay. Listeners. Halloween so much. My skeleton stays out all year. This bitch. <laughs> <laughs> fucking bitch just pulled a whole ass skeleton figurine a life-size whole ass really is like five foot skeleton figurine what what it's a he what's his name doesn't really have one we haven't named him he's just a skeleton all right unknown skeleton man how many whatchamacallits would you give this book we give it one hold on this gets weird had a whole bottle of wine (laughs) we just he can't bend these but we just give it are you about to flip me off i'm sorry i'm sorry he was just looking he felt left out he's been sitting here the whole time (laughs) quiet keeping his opinions to himself you're gonna have to name him and next time he's gonna co-host he's gonna co-guest with you okay (laughs) challenge accepted all right we're going to say one lady finger. One lady finger. That's a real food. That's a real thing. You heard it here. Uh-huh. Lisa rates Bridget Jones' diary one lady finger. That's all the fingers that ladies getting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am going to post my rating on the Turgid Tomes Goodreads account. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be mysterious. Mm. So yeah, look for that on the Goodreads Turgid Tomes podcast account. I will post that once this episode airs. Let's see what some other people think about it. Oh, reader reviews. Yeah. So obviously, I'm pre-recording the first few episodes. 
So I don't actually have listeners yet, but I did go on Goodreads and I read through, I perused some reviews and I found, I found a few here. Let's see. We've got Heather, our friend Heather. I know her. You know her. Mm-hmm. You're all going to meet her since we'll be recording about another book in probably a couple weeks here. Yay. So you'll get to meet Heather as well. All right, let's see what Heather says. Dive into this book and embrace the chaos that is the life of Bridget Jones. This delightful epistolary. Epistolary? Pretty good, I said it right. You did good. Novel spans a full year in Bridget's life, chronicling the good, the bad, and the ugly, starting with a huge list of New Year's resolutions and ending with a year-end summary. There are hilarious moments to be enjoyed, embarrassing moments to endure, and a happy for now ending to sigh over. In the end, after all the work-related fiascos, the dating drama, and the insane family shenanigans, she lands her Mr. Darcy lucky bitch (laughs) bridget jones neurotic drinker smoker diet breaker heroine of the masses one of us one of us she didn't write that (laughs) all right yeah and she gave it three stars i've got a few more here okay and these are all from goodreads marta gave it three lady fingers as well As funny, if not funnier than the movie and more complex when it comes to being self-aware about how silly the whole thing about being obsessed with getting a boyfriend is. I cannot believe this book actually talks about Hugh Grant picking up a prostitute while having a girlfriend, (laughs) etc. And yet he starred in the movie. Iconic. Girl, I feel you. That cracked me up. Mm -hmm. See, Abigail, also three ladyfingers. Is it stupid? Yes. <laughs> is it dated? Yes. But is it a fun read? Also, yes. Lisa's face disagrees, but that's fine. I disagree. We can we can agree to disagree. It's fine. And coming up on our last two here, Jen gave it one lady finger. She's on your team, Lisa. Heck yeah, Jen. Let's be friends. Nope. This woman doesn't need a man. She needs a therapist. This woman has an eating disorder and it is scary and upsetting. It isn't cute or funny. Didn't finish. Mm. Fair. You have a point, Jen. It's not. I'm definitely going to be putting a trigger warning at the start of this episode. I yeah. I, just, I did not realize it was this bad, but I'll definitely be including that because I don't, I don't want to upset anybody. And wrapping up with our reader reviews, Elif? Or Elif gave it two ladyfingers. Where the fuck is Mark Darcy? <laughs> Absolutely. Same question. Where is he? <laughs> He's with Prudence or whatever the fuck her name is. What's her name? Temperance? Oh, yeah. Agatha. She's with that one girl for a very long time. Oh shit, I can't. And then I guess they break up. Yeah, I I don't know if they were ever actually, yeah, I guess they were together. Yeah, because they went to the married, the smug married dinner together. So wait, no, that was in the movie. That was in the movie. They didn't do that in the book, I think. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about how many things were in the movie that weren't in the book. No, we'll be here all night. <laughs> <laughs> I do have uh, one more thing. Yeah. I just thought about this. We talked about the whole, have you kept a journal and journaling type thing? Because that's what the book is. But she started, this book starts and it's, she starts journaling as a New Year's resolution. So do you make New Year's resolutions? Just in general, I always want to try to be healthier if possible, better myself in some type of way. You know, I want to grow as a person um experience new things so I actually I don't necessarily make resolutions but I like to make lists fun to do lists like okay this year I would like to try river rafting this year I'd like to go to Europe (laughs) not this year because you know pandemic things it's fine (laughs) now the moment everyone has been waiting for Probably not, but we're just going to say it is time 
for the bi-weekly boner. This is the segment where we will read the most ridiculous description of a dick that we can find. So I was lurking around on Goodreads. I just live on Goodreads. I was lurking around Hudson trying I was trying to research some sci-fi romances that we that I could possibly cover on the pod. <clears throat> and came across this little ditty. I get to a book page. The book is claimed by Evangeline Anderson. So I get to this book's page and I'm scrolling down trying to get a feel for it and the first question on the Q&A section is someone asking about a quote mating fist what the fuck is a mating fist i mm, hmm. i don't mm, that that just doesn't sound pleasant no no fists are going up in there so what did you find out yeah so apparently oh, I should have wrote it down. They basically it is a like it, it's located at the base of the shaft and it engages when they're having sex. So I'm not sure what book is this in? It is claimed by Evangeline Anderson. Oh right, okay. I just saw Mating Fist. Yeah. So are you going to read the book and see how it's used? Well, that's what I was going to ask. I mean, apparently they get pretty freaky deaky in the sci-fi novels. So apparently. Listeners, let me know. Let me know if you would like me to cover this book. Again, it's claimed by Evangeline Anderson. And apparently it is filled with at least one mating fist. So yeah, let me know. All right, I supplied the wee willy for this week, mm. but eventually I'd like to hear some daring ding-dong descriptions from you listeners. <laughs> That's right, all two of you. If you would also like to scar some ears for life, you can send the goods to turgidtomespodcast at gmail.com. Just put bi-weekly boner in the subject line and don't forget to include the name of the book and the author. Otherwise, we can't talk about it. Mm. Wow. Woo. All right. We did it. Woo, woo. Bridget Jones Diary by Helen Fielding. We made it. Girl. All right. If you made it to the end of this episode with us, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Lisa. Thanks for having me. This was super fun. Thanks for being here. Mm -hmm. And everyone, join me back here in two weeks to cover our next read. It will be Spider's Bite by Jennifer Isap. Doodles. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so by rating and reviewing on Apple Podcasts or liking, subscribing, and following on whatever platform you're listening on. Not enough action for you? You can follow Turgid Tom's podcast on Instagram, like the Facebook page, or join the Goodreads group where you can chat with other listeners, lurk tawdry reviews, and get a heads up on what we're reading and drinking. If you have any suggestions or feedback, you can send it to turgidtomes at gmail.com. And last but not least, remember to fix each other's crowns and don't let the dicks get you down.